As a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this podcast are our own. Do not represent any entity that we volunteer with or employed by. Hey everyone, this is Old Mystomatic, podcast where we discuss geopolitics, social security, a whole bunch of nonsense, and our beers. We're recording on June 18th, 2018, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me today is Robert Thomas, Asia Pacific Specialist, Lex Cardone, Russia and Eastern European Analyst, Kevin Truitt, Middle East and North Africa. Oh, you have a real uh, description of yourself. <laughs> Indeed, I think he just I expected <laughs> foreign policy wizard or yeah, warlock. Yeah, that I mean, too. I think uh, warlock. Is <laughs> well, I like warlock. Yeah. I think he's just kind of trying to throw us off by like alternating every other episode or so to just not give us a background. He's covering his tracks. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's classic trade craft. <laughs> the mini skills of Kevin. Deep state conspiracy <laughs> <theorist>. <laughs> <laughs> The deepest of deep states. <laughs> so. um... Today we're trying something a little different with our setup. Um, not really important to everyone at home. So we have we have absolutely no agenda. So we're kind of just ranting bullshit and kind of see how that goes. Um, anyway, so I wanted to talk about a couple weeks ago uh, the fucking G seven shit because that was a disaster. Yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like just oh my god. Beautiful. Like a kindergarten <laughs> recess, kinder, like a kindergarten recess, like. Just so there's one well, child running around. Yeah, and, and the babysitters just couldn't deal with him because he has nuclear weapons. It's like that. So. It's like that movie. Remember, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, where the, the baby gets blown up to a giant size and just goes around right. like wrecking shit. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty much it. Yeah, well, so like the worst thing, but, but but you're you're neglecting the facts right. that we really solved a crucial American foreign policy issue. We finally recognized the great threat to the North. The pending uh, Canadian that, invasion. Never forget War 1812. Never forget the American-Canadian War of 1999. Yeah. Terrence and Philip just <laughs> screwing with this country with their, their fart jokes. I was wondering where you were going with that, and it's perfect. They bombed the Baldwins, Ryan. <laughs> they bombed the Baldwins. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe Trump would like being the bomb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess he would be... A, you'd think Trump would be in favor of bombing the Baldwins, but... I don't know, yeah. So, yeah, so... Tariffs of uh, yeah, prices of maple syrup and um, are you don't want you don't want to screw with the maple syrup cartels. No, you don't. <laughs> and the dairy cartels, they might they won't apologize when they see something snarky to you. No, the Canadians will, will kneecap you, but then they'll apologize afterwards. Oh, I'm so but sorry. They'll still, still kneecap you. <laughs> you know, it's it's actually possible that the reason that most people in the country are so polite is that they just karmically outsourced all of their meanness and aggression into the maple syrup cartels who will like burn down your farms and stuff and, and, hockey. and hockey yeah. Yeah. <laughs> honestly Canadian, Canadian hockey especially in the lower leagues is basically like the purge like it's <laughs> that's how they get all their aggression out they're like, oh, that's why their best players come up to the major leagues it's like they are the best that the yeah. fight and kill to get there well it's great to play with you hey so have a good game there Clarence you know just has his teeth are knocked out his spine is and, 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 Holding like heads, severed have heads. Have you seen the movie The Goon? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was a really like that was actually that was a movie. very funny movie. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. actually very well done and actually really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out. But so if you want a really in-depth view of you know Canadian-American trade relations, watch Sean William Scott hockey movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, the, the thing is, like, the like, even going into it, 
Macron, uh, the president of, of, of France, was just like, hey, so, uh, you know, did you guys see, he tweeted out this evening, he was just like, no. you know what, you know, right, you person can do what he wants, these six other countries can make a different deal without him. Yeah, that's pretty it's much where we're at. Six plus one. <laughs> and then uh, the U.S. and Russia can have the G2. Oh, yeah, that was fucking some shit. Like, Trump, Trump was like, he wanted Russia to be, it's not a matter of Russia's, and you're like, one, Russia doesn't fucking even match up economically anymore. Two, if ever. Two, Crimea. <laughs> oh, no, but now, now he's literally verbatim repeating the Russian talking point that Crimea is Russian, not Ukrainian, because they speak Russian, which Make. is verbatim a Russian talking point. Make America England again. That's what I'm saying. Make America communist, what? <laughs> Make Austria Germany again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, I think we're missing. Like, there was that whole mishap with the head of the Austrian government making an Axis reference. On Twitter. <laughs> no, what happened there? What was the quote? Yeah. What was the quote? I, I forget the exact quotation, but called for something along the lines of a, an Axis on migrant policy between Vienna, Berlin, and Rome. Ah. Uh. So makes you wonder why he picked those three countries. Dude, that sure makes sense. It really makes sense. That's such a millennial mistake. I'm, like this. I'm, I'm hoping that that was misreported or mistranslated. Probably somehow. not. Yeah. Probably, it's probably just an ad lib. I mean, yeah. if you're ever worried about it, just throw it to some other countries and you know, wasn't yeah. part of the access. I mean, okay, but the <laughs> thing is, like, yeah, the G7 yeah. was embarrassing, but maybe less so with the G7. But most of these international summons are just dog and pony shows. Yeah. Like, they don't really do or accomplish that much besides these generally worded statements. So, well, that's but when you have the opposite problem, <laughs> well, so my my argument, if you can't even get the generally worded statement out. Well, yeah, <laughs> why bother? Well, the, the, the main argument, I mean, yeah, because you're right, because like most of the time, like the G7 meets like a couple times a year. It's like finance ministers. And that kind I mean, of G7 crap. is more like I mean, G, G20 is useless. A lot of these other yeah. these international summits are pretty useless, but. Even it's, it's the G7 a, is still like... It's a meeting group. It's like, the worst thing, like, they're all our allies. We're just shitting all over them. It's like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? And then we're performing fellatio on other countries that aren't allies. Might be. It's, it's like when you want to get back with your ex, and it's just like, I don't know. Like Trump's fucking letter to uh, Kim Jong-un when they, he initially canceled the, the summit. Oh, the giant? No, the giant, the giant letter is the one he got in return. I wonder what that said. But the one he wrote was like, yeah. It's like... I forget what Passive I tweeted. aggressive <laughs> Instagram tweets. I forget, what, I forget what I tweeted so much about it. It was, it was something along the lines of, God, um, I should just look it up. I'm not going to. It was just like, you know, a, a, God, I'm just going to, hold on. I'm going to find it. Never mind. Ignore, ignore, ignore me. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ruin it. It's already not that funny. Now I've built it up so much, it's going to be fucking terrible. And I'm just going to go with it because, uh. I'll take uh, get your shit together before we start recording for 500, Alex. Ding, ding, ding. We have the Daily Double. All right. Yeah. So, okay, so, so, yo, so at White House, did Trump just break up Kim Jong-un? That is kind of what it looks like while also appearing to be written by a less than academically inclined teenager. I know diplomacy is hard, especially in North Korea, but do better. Mm. Yeah. Uh, did that happen? Did we do better? Yeah, that's I mean, I, 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 he saw. Well, you know, <laughs> he, you know, he saw Canada making out with Germany behind the bleachers. So, yeah, you know. imagine that. Yeah. Or, or, uh, Russia said that Pakistan said that India said that Central African Republicans, Central African Republic said. That so that's basically uh, yeah, know, yeah, it's gospel. True. Yeah. In other words, you know, that's Fox News worthy. 
Fox and Friends worthy, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that fucking show. I mean, Jesus. You mean the show that runs America? My bad. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> I'm sorry for personally attacking you. The new 21st century kitchen cabinet? <laughs> I wish I had cabinets. That, that's, did you, you guys saw the Onion article where it was like, Fox and Friends hosts slowly come to the realization that they will never get Trump off the line. <laughs> Forty five minutes. They're like, we should they're, we should have wrapped like twenty minutes ago. They're but. having interns bring them coffee and like sandwiches and have to sub out for bathroom breaks in between <laughs> the forty five minute rants. Until the heat death of the universe. <laughs> you guys said I was joking about the Gaddafi reference. Remember he gave like a two hour speech at the UN. He was supposed to speak for like twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> those guys do that. Though maybe they're all just like uh, losing it. Somewhere. Yeah, Gaddafi yeah. was never really there. No, yeah, he. But, but that's the thing. Like, if you're never there to begin with, are you ever losing it? It's just all. <laughs> all Think about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least uh, Gaddafi had his bizarre, creepy, unrequited infatuation with Condoleezza Rice to keep him going. Ooh. Up until the rebels guy. You know. his, his the last thoughts that ran through his head before he got stabbed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no, I'm pretty sh- shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure his last oh, thought, we could have been something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his last thoughts was, "Oh god, the knife doesn't go there." Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, fuck him. He was authoritarian. He died he the way he lived, as a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I remember he like remember years ago he stayed like one of the Trump like estates. Like he ran no, out. No, he pitched his uh, yeah, like traditional. He tent. pitched his tent. <laughs> way to be, way to be real mature, Lex. Literally and perhaps figuratively. Yes. <laughs> well, when you have fifty models who are your, you know, elite traditional models. Sure. That was the, the Borat, or I guess it was like he was being interviewed by John Stewart as sort of the Gaddafi parody from the movie a couple years ago. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, forget, I forget what it was called. It was like. Something dictator. The dictator, and yeah. he was like, "Yes, they are my fifty virgin guards. I check them every night for their virginity with the head of my penis." <laughs> so. Oh my god! You can delete right. that. You can delete that out. Oh no! <laughs> um, no, that's going on your permanent record. Good. Good. It's all all on the record. Really on the record. Anyway, blame John Stewart. God bless. <laughs> but I mean, that's not where I would use. But. Oh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, we, that's why, it, the worst part about the sum, G7 was that we, we when they went to Singapore, and we were just like, here's my best friend, Kim Jong-un, which like, I feel, parts of me. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, it's, 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 it's very much it. Nobody's I, really sure. But. Least what? of all them. <laughs> well, I think Kim Jong-un's like, what, look at this fucking idiot. Speaking of the high, yeah, the high school and the middle school references, just, he's probably getting like repeated texts at 3am from Trump for like. So, you know, I gave him his personal phone number like, God, God. on his unsecure phone. Woo! But her emails, right? <laughs> but her emails. Did you see her? She her tweet. Oh, I saw it. Oh, yeah. that, <laughs> was, that was pretty savage. Yeah. That, was, that was that was when the FBI report came. Where out were you? Where were you two years ago? <laughs> where was this? Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that having classified information on your personal email or personal server is a good thing. That was a really fucking stupid thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but. when we, worse, we used to worry about stuff like that. That was the worst. I feel like thing. every year that goes by, we're worrying about. Remember when like, we used to worry about the faux pas of the color suit that 
Barack Obama that was wore oh, yeah. in office. In fairness, that was an awful suit, but now that <laughs> Trump is wearing these like giant eighties like power suits that look like sheets, but you know, don't be mean. They're all from his dad. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I take that back. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like nothing truly matters. Nothing, nothing matters. matters. Nothing, nothing matters. That was why a bunch of that to our this podcast. Yeah, every, every but the, so with, with with Singapore, I feel weird about it because it's like you never make peace with your allies. Well, I guess we should now. You don't make peace with your friends. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> that dictum made sense until about two weeks ago. I would say we should bury the hatchet with them, but Trump would probably put it right in their forehead. So, <laughs> oh, I missed. <laughs> yeah, or, or he'd drop it and cut off his toe and then blame the Mexicans for it. It might get one of the bone spurs. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> See the picture of him saluting the uh, North Korean general. So, yeah. so someone, someone a guy who recently graduated from the Naval Academy gave me sort of an alternative perspective on that. I mean, it's like, oh, like this is so bad. But he said the guy saluted him first, and so he's returning the salute. So in yeah, some way, yeah, in some in some ways that might actually be taken as a sign of respect. Although Kim's face is pretty funny. <laughs> that, yeah, no, that was a dumb like nothing burger. If but. we want to talk about good faces, Bolton having to shake when hands he's with shaking him. hands with Kim, it's like I hate you, but I'm, now I love you. But I hate you. But yeah, you think the ultimate sign of submission would be like Trump forcing Bolton to shave his mustache? Like I mean, that's like like I mean, you look at like uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Homeland Security right now, and she like she's like I don't want Trump to yell at me. Like that's a lot. Like because he yelled at her before about something. And now, like, with this whole... What did she say? Him, he don't want... I don't remember what it was, but... So, she... He, like, had, like... Went into, like, a, a mad rage and was, like, screaming at her over, like, something she said a while ago. And I think that's, in large part, driving why she's just so, like, sticking to the... Is this the one who was on the press conference today? Yeah, yeah Christian yeah. Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. Okay. How she, um... Well, even Congress are terrified of getting on his bad side. Yeah. Well, because they. Well, that's the yeah. thing is, uh, you know. Oh, so, so that, that's her excuse for you know following orders. What? That's her excuse for following orders. Oh, you know, it worked for uh, it worked for Eichmann. Actually, no, it didn't. He was killed. Yeah. He was he was executed rightfully. <laughs> was that was that the Israelis? That he was the guy who. Actually, this movie, this he, movie coming out. Well, he, he was the guy who basically said, "Yeah, I did all this, but I was basically an administrator, just following orders." And that's where Hannah Arendt came in with her banality of evil, because yeah. he's basically just a bookkeeper. Yeah. He's not a mass murderer, but he was critical in the, the Holocaust. So. So yeah, people keep making those kind of changes. Those. There's similar kind of things for the recent stuff happening in the U.S. right now. Yeah, it's a tricky, like... The immigration it's stuff. A, well, it's a tricky, like, yeah, how far do you go? How far is it until an order is unlawful and you're, like, no, you're, you're no, you're no longer under any obligation to follow it? Yeah. Because if you're wrong, then you're disobeying orders. And, and then you're, you know... You're screwed. Yeah. You're out of a job. I mean, that's a... And, or you're at shot. At best, you're, you're out, out of a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think we're at that if the CBP was like, I'm not doing this. And the guy's like... Well, you're fired. All right. Take him out yeah. back and sh- it's Texas Ranger mentality, man. Well, someone someone quit working at one of these internment camps. I mean, that's what they are. That's what they are. Camps. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's like it's really... It's really they can watch TV, though. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, 
<laughs> you, you ever seen the pictures of the the Jewish children at the concentration camp all smiley and like this was like in the 30s so it was before things get killy killy but killy killy <laughs> that's one way to put it yep What's, yeah, so what, it's not one to run comparison at all, but I mean, it, but still, it's like it, you look at it, it even like so if it were more closer. I mean, to be serious for a second, it's like you look closely more at the internment camps we have for, Jap- for Japanese, yeah, yeah, Americans during the Second right. World War. It's like it looks just like that. Lo- they're in the giant. They're the they're optics are pretty terrible. But what I'm confused about is why the change. No, no, no. The policy that we had previously, what was that? Because when you arrest somebody and throw them in jail and they have their kids with them, you don't take their kids with them. Well, Catch and release. In jail. But what, what, what did we no, do with no, them before? No, 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 immigration, they basically, either they would all get detained together or they basically put on a bus and sent back. Okay, so and they weren't detained in a jail. This is not a new law. Like basically, there, there's no law that actually says they're no, supposed yeah. to do this. Or this is not new. This is I don't know where the SOP. What are you talking about? This is a this is a Democrat law. No, no, I know that. <laughs> I know That's that. I'm just wondering. Like, so they weren't actually the people were not detained in a jail until the policy changed. Um, that, like, no, no, where? they would be because like it, it varied. Some would be detained for to go through like immigration course. So basically, they'd be like can be prosecuted. So the basis like you, so you the know, kids were also put in the jails. Like, there, that, there were the there. Were, I mean, there were camps. So they were kind of jails. I forget. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had more of it. Yeah. So, I mean, keep in mind the scale of the issue is such that there's always been kind of a complicated mix of administrative discretion in how things are handled within the scope of right. existing law. Right. And that's the kind of thing that changes from administration to administration and within administrations. Oh, it's very clearly administrative policy. It's an administrative policies change. I'm just wondering what are they changing it from because, you know... I don't I don't know if there's been any... There's no, I mean, there's no, there's no, been no change in the actual law. Like, that's, like, that would have to go through Congress, I believe. Right. Um, and that hasn't been a thing. They're just like, yeah. oh, we're just doing this now. And it, okay. But so, did these, did, did these camp, did these, whether you want to call them detention camps, internment camps, you know... Uh, what's a better, what's a more mild way to put it? Um, you know, shelters. These, these. I know. I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying. I, I, I need thoughts to be shelter being camp. That'd be perfect, probably. But, but like, yeah. Where is the line? And where, where was it before? And what specifically? I mean, now it's getting a lot of press because you're getting all these pictures out and people are paying attention to it. But like, were were we not doing this? We a couple years ago. We were, I think we except we, it was. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, we always have. Like it's. it's but to not, some extent. Not necessarily. It's, it's been more. It's become more widespread. More, this is a Stephen Miller driven. Like you know, we want to use this as a means to like like terrorize. Well, that's the thing. Like, They're the saying like them. you're technically you're, technically you're allowed to put juveniles in juvenile shelters and stuff. But when you say like the, the reason behind this is to deter people from crossing the border, that's where the ethical things come. The ethical come or problems come in. Like when. Trump did his Muslim ban. Um, te- yeah. Technically, the president has the authority to do that. Yeah. But the, the issue comes in when he says, we're doing this specifically to keep Muslims out of America. Yeah, That's where the courts, he's gotten into trouble with the courts. <laughs> so, so, with so that, like, if he didn't say that... If he didn't tweet it. But, yeah. Well, so, so with that, so I, um, last summer, mm-hmm. uh, I went with the Bangkok and I flew through Dubai. Coming back, um, though, or two, I figured out how they... Got got out of their ban. Basically, when you go down to, after the secu- like, couple different levels of security through like a normal airport kind of stuff, even though the airport's designed fucking stupidly, mm-hmm. go down to the bottom of the thing. You get they randomly select people, 
because I was randomly selected because I'm token white guy. Beard. Yeah, <laughs> just a shady character in general. No, and there's probably, that. I mean, definitely, probably terrorist. But <laughs> they basically took all my they took my electronics out, like swallow them down, and put them like, all right, go on. I was like, that's how they solved it. That's they did. Bam. No more travel ban. But like, the issue is like, it, I think now is that they're they're dehumanizing people to a certain extent, and that that's. That's it's the scary normal. Normal. that they normal weren't normal. doing before, well, they, or to it. I'm just trying to. Get it, was, it was, yeah, no, it was a process, and it was. It's not that it wasn't a nice process by any means. Yeah, but still, it was because you can make the point that they've been being dehumanized for. Yeah, but this, at this, this point, it's like, it also they're deporting people back mm-hmm. without their kids. Right, which is super fucked up. Which, that's been happening too. But they're not. Yeah. The other thing is like with the separation is there's very little way of keeping track of the. Right. So like like I read somewhere that it was saying that a lot of the the kids being reconnected with the their guardian their adult guardians that came with them or that they were with right. is based off the kids being able to tell the DHS folks their full legal name of right. their parents and if they have guardian. you know family legally residing in America yeah. or, or otherwise and they can't really say oh yeah this is somebody I can stay with because they're there's more of a priority now at rounding up anybody who's here there's also that, there's also been reports of like stuff like um god it was like I think there might have been right across like who normally operates kind of facilities right. basically like not allowed to touch the kids like kids like, like crying losing it mm-hmm. and just like they can't do anything about it now it's like they basically see they're like nope can't do it you gotta let them cry wait the, I know it's it's HHS that runs the juvenile camps, I think. It's, like, CBP that does the adult yeah. detention. So, wait, so they can't touch, like, immediately. That, that was some reports that were coming out. Like, basically... They were, like, the parents can't touch their no, kids? No, no, no. Like, the, the, no. The, like, basically, the, the people... Like, you know, aid workers. Across, aid workers are there to basically, like... You know, oh. try, try to make this a less, like, the least traumatic process that can be. Right. And they're not can and, like, touch them. Or, like, really? really it's, like, yeah. It's, it's some regulation about... Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's all new. It's, I mean, so basically, True. it looks worse than it. I mean, it works. It, I mean, it's terrible. Well, and then there's also what's going on within the U.S. Once people, like, they've been arresting people for, I mean, this is like a very concerted policy, not just to go after, like, they were like, oh, we're going after criminals. They recently arrested someone who had, like, a, a domestic, he had, he was a, had a green card, I think. Um, he'd lived in the country for 30 years. He'd had a domestic domestic violence charge like huh. decades ago and served his time and was out um, at like for over a decade. Um, and they arrested him but, pending to, to deport. Yeah. Or but to here's deport. the sticking point. Nothing that they're doing right now. I mean, it may be against human rights and, you know, common decency and everything. But in that in that regard, in a lot of these other, you know, they're they're just they're enforcing what's on the books. I mean, they're making it more of an administrative priority than it has been, and I mean, people have been sort of ignoring we, the we've deportation. Deport, we've deported more people in the last before, like, you know, Bush and Obama and Clinton administrations than we have now. Yeah, it's just it's, like it's just the, the way we're going about it is a really fucked up way to do it. Right. Like yeah. it, it's like immigration is a problem. It definitely is. It's, but it's like well, this, this is, is not this is not the way. This is a way to do it if you're being a fucking asshole and being oh, this, it's the normal thing of like hey. Let's scare the shit out of people. They think they might lose we're gonna, kids. Yeah, we're going to scare people and do that. Yeah, no, that's like the horrific part of it. But like the law is on the books and it can be interpreted as such by whatever administration comes in. So I think I agree. I th- honestly, I never thought I'd say this, but I kind of agree with the push that, you know, Trump is saying that, you know, Congress needs to come up with some solution to this. It's really in their priority. But, you know, or, yeah, good, 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 good,
the con- Congress is dominated by the Republican Party, which takes its cues from the president. I That's mean, no, like that. Well, the reality yeah. today is no one can. You can't like unless you're in a very, very like middle of the road district, in which case it's probably going to flip to blue. It um, is well, it is. But like, if you're in a deep red district. There's no even if you have an ethical issue, if you yeah, want to win the election, what, you have to pay fealty to. But that's also yeah, been or, going back to you know just Congress sort of abandoning its responsibilities. Oh yeah, yeah. and so the and executive branch, and, yeah, the executive <laughs> branch and the courts are now taking up, you know, what what the framers put to the legislative branch in terms of policy making and lawmaking. Mm. So. Mm. Anyway, so speaking shit's, of shit's <laughs> speaking Nothing of matters. speaking of um, what responsibilities belong to whom, according to the White House, we have an executive order today saying that we have a space force now. <laughs> oh, yeah. sort of, kind of again, except that that legally requires congressional legislation. Yeah, it's, it's to create a new military branch. Oh, it's yeah. like uh, yeah. So I so if are you friends with Ben on a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, on, on Facebook, yeah, he just he just kept posting, posting about it. One of our friends does so, space stuff now, but like, it's uh, he's basically like, most likely it's just Trump just saying stuff with no real authority and issue making. Sort of like the same with the Buzzle ban, like yeah, know, like oh yeah, this is technically policy, but we'll like sort of go along with it and then move people along. Yeah, like, like it's sort of the mid level people kind of just like okay, fine, we'll <laughs> pretend to take this seriously. And, <laughs> it's yeah. like the Pentagon's like. They'll release like a study or something, or like reorganize the the, the space command. Well, that's what they're yeah. 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 like, yeah, funded. Yeah, <laughs> the Pentagon set up a firework and be like, "Look, space force." <laughs> I have space marines. <laughs> hey, do like, your part. I mean, like, <laughs> in, in mobile, join the mobile infantry. Beat <laughs> the bug, man. <laughs> Rob wants to say something intelligent, and the rest of us want to make Starship Troopers references. <laughs> You gotta find a planet off the campaign. Doesn't matter. Back to clandestine. You're gonna hear me fucking laughing over the mic. (laughs) Although fortunately, we don't have any gigantic insect aliens to worry about that we know of yet. Not yet. Yeah. We do have plenty of military space programs that are publicly known. Land of moon moon spiders. (laughs) The idea would be actually like creating a whole new branch and. Transitioning stuff that's currently under yeah. I, I, Air Force, Navy, Army, etc. Yeah. Under that, I watched a video recently. I guess Mark Hartling, General Mark Hartling, he retired a couple years ago, but he was talking. I guess he was still in then, and he was talking about how um, obesity is becoming a national security issue because they can't find enough recruits. But for the but that's the thing. I mean, if you want to hide, if you want to put a space corps, a space corps together, you're going to need a lot of programmers and people that could make several times what you're going to need that talent and like how are you need to your air force why do we need the military why i mean we have a we have an agency that handles space and you know right now it's called nasa so well what no, again there's an existing military space component yeah. that's extensive right and that will need to grow as the security issues related to space grow yeah. and i mean Probably eventually having a distinct space force as a branch of the military is going to be a, a necessary move. The question is like, when does that make sense and how does it make sense? Which is why there is like a cottage industry of think tank 
analysts and bloggers and everyone under the sun <laughs> writing increasingly snippy pieces attacking each other's positions on the issue. Hot takes on hot takes on hot takes, yeah. It, it Funded by... Eventually they become <laughs> lukewarm takes, but uh, so, mostly and, pretty hot. And we've done, we've done three space episodes <laughs> for the podcast, so go back and listen to those. Yeah. I mean, and then especially the one where I talk about being a space They are pirate. the best episodes. The <laughs> <Yeah>. hugest episodes. <laughs> the hugest Space is space is so huge. The final frontier. But the, but the new, the new, uh, if we do five space episodes, does that mean we officially endorse the space corps and the space pirates and the space marines and everything else? The Trump well, I mean, Ryan's already got his burgeoning space pirate fleet. Yeah, so, okay. so that's just kind of one a day. Complete. That's one day. Yeah, that's a little. I know you're looking for our endorsement, Mr. President, but <laughs> you have it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, what you mentioned of the the new. New branch, uh, like new department, because uh, I saw I saw a really interesting article the other day. It was basically saying like, we should get rid of DHS. Yeah, people have been saying that since there I has know. been a DHS. I know, but, like, I know, but like, I, that is also a lukewarm take. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's also an accurate thing though. It's yeah. like it's like a big ugly organization that doesn't uh, doesn't really need to exist though. No. Well, I just know like the example of Secret Service, which. I mean, they were in Treasury for a while, and that was yeah. one of their big functions was going after counterfeiters. Now they're in this whole national security umbrella tasked yeah. with all kinds of shit that they never really specialized in or needed to. And it's just, it, yeah, it's like, oh, it's more politics than actual making good policy. Like, we're going to get a big homeland security thing, and we're going to keep people secure in their homeland. To, to be... <laughs> To play devil's advocate a little bit, if oh, bias. Congress, that's that's Rob if, saying you're full of shit, Lex. <laughs> if Congress were to bless your heart to break up DHS, <laughs> whatever form that would take would probably end up being equally messy because of the nature of doing a massive bureaucratic transition. Right. Yeah, is I mean, is it worth is it worth breaking up what you already have? I can't. Yeah, I mean, I would have said that in two thousand two too. But yeah. hey, who am I? Here we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a, just a very angry man with a podcast. <laughs> this yeah. is my pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. Do you know how important I am? Listen, to my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> the best. All podcast. of your, all of your, tens of listeners. Yes. Yes. Soon will be twenty. <laughs> hey, that's something. Yeah, it's something. Hi, mom. <laughs> oh god, no, I told Hi, mom. Listening to it four times. <laughs> oh god, my mom. She she would never do that. You know. Yeah. So she's more. I was like, don't listen to this. My mom listened oh, to like like two of them, and she's just like, no, I can't deal with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I don't love you that much. Oh man, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, we, I mean, this is very niche kind of. I mean, I guess it's more as four policy. Niche is like a good way of saying half-assed and shitty, right? <laughs> I mean, to me, it's motto. <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah. Indeed. Well, I'm glad that we're all quiet because <laughs> no. clearly nothing else is on fire in the world today. That's we've, we've already covered our bases. The problem is everything's on fire. Yeah, so it's, it's just like, like, what is the most on fire right now that actually matters? Jesus. Mm, uh, literally everything. <laughs> Also, uh, I don't really watch the news at all. Too. I was a dumpster. I mean, dumpster fire. I mean, if you include all of the ice in Antarctica melting, then all seven continents basically have some sort of major problems. Yeah. Well, so like, 
let's just go around like each continent and say like just not like talk about it but like being like what is the biggest like challenge so like North America too many right? penguins in, in Antarctica like let's start North America alright Trump uh, the Trump administration's an aberration in terms of alliances well if we want to go maple syrup if we want to go kind of immediate for North America I would say potential end of NAFTA yeah like that would be yeah, an economic catastrophe for the entire continent right even yeah. more so, more so than just like bilateral tariffs and you know trade war. Like, yeah, for sure. What about South America? What's going on there? I have no idea. Um, South America is actually doing okay right well, now. Well, Colombia just elected a new president who may put into question the peace deal that has been made with FARC because he wants to basically pretty reasonable request in my judgment. People who have been guilty of, within FARC and these groups who have been convicted or accused and convicted of crimes against humanity yeah. have to do some prison time and have like a, a cooling off period before they enter politics. Which also, was not the deal that the previous government made with FARC. Which could get problematic. Probably not as problematic as the fact that Maduro has dragged Venezuela into one of the circles yeah, of hell yeah. at yeah. this point. Yeah. Uh, that's like that's that's potentially really upsettingly that's, appallingly bad. That's potential problematic Maduro in Venezuela is actively problematic. I mean, like, the humanitarian catastrophe yeah, right. that what used to be a wealthy, successful country has mm-hmm. fallen into because of the political crisis there yeah. and the mismanagement yeah, of the... Yeah. Well, of well, the Chavistas of all stripes. <laughs> all my tanky friends from college would <laughs> Do you remember when people called Venezuela successful socialism? Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I say Sean Penn remembers. <laughs> Oh, f- f- fuck, fuck Sean Penn. Fucking Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Sean Penn, that, like the bourbons, remembers nothing and has forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, but right now, does that have, the, I mean, Maduro won his fake election. Is like, so does that, is that going to cool down and he is going to sort of consolidate his authoritarian streak? I mean, the generals are, the only thing that's going to take him down are the generals revolting. That's which, what everyone's thinking. That which doesn't seem to happen be happening because they're all I, on the payroll and they're all also trafficking drugs. I think an easier <laughs> decisive end is at this point less likely than yeah. just gradual slide deeper, deeper into third world's depression. Does that have that yeah. <laughs> the country so for a generation or more? Okay. Uh, uh, which is appalling and tragic and yeah. no one talks about it partly because of short attention spans and partly because so many other things are on fire. Right. And it doesn't seem to have the potential to upset the wider regional. Uh, uh, you say that re- now. Re- re- don't bet re- on it. Refugee problems have ref- to That's true. Yeah. But like, like, right. I well, mean, and militant groups that yeah. could spring right. out of a failed state. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, that's why I mean. it's bad enough that at work we I took off Venezuela just because we're getting so much traffic for all the crazy shit that was happening there. Yeah. Also, Nicaragua, uh, ah, yeah. Orte- Ortega, yeah, is uh, you know, there's kind of some roaming death squads, mild and giant yeah. blockades by a bunch of people. It's kind of getting out of hand real quick. Another successful, successful socialist. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like South America. Remember, like, real it's like It's like once socialism starts going south, it's like, all right, send out the death squads, start yes. executing the political opponents. Yeah. It gets, well, at least Jeremy Corbyn is, you know. In line to be the next prime minister, potentially. Oh, of a, of, a, of a 
of a real world power. Oh, so so let's so, so transition to Europe. So let's look at um, worst thing in Europe: Brexit. <laughs> that's not even what I know. It's not the worst thing. What do you mean? There's also the Italian yeah. uh, populists who, in already p- perennially dysfunctional state, is even now, more so than even more. So, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good time to be in the mafia. That's the thing. I, I was thinking about this today. Is like all these populist parties are really bad when they come to power because they don't really run on. They they have like these like vague ideas of what we want to do. Like we want to get rid of the immigrants and all this, and then they come to power and they're like. Well, we can't actually do anything. Well, that's the... What do we do, George? What do we do? Not in a a democracy. Well, well, that's the big dig against them, but a lot of these... Some of these populist governments have sort of proven that they can govern in in, in ways that weren't really, you know, foreseen. Like, I mean, the, the Italians right now, yeah, they don't... There hasn't been a government, and then, but they seem to be well, coming to together react. into something. So, and I mean, people th- said Trump can't govern, and I mean, you it depending on what your yeah, well, okay. depending on that's, what your definition of governing is. But like, from crisis to crisis, things do tend to be working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing is uh, Germany right now. The government is very unstable right. because uh, the Bavarian sister party of Chancellor Merkel's party, uh, the Interior Minister, who's the head of it. Um, threatened to just send German police to the border to block and to deport immigrants. Um, and so Merkel is trying to balance that. Um, a lot of, you know, far-right scholars have been saying, oh, yeah, this is great. This is AFD pressure. Because AFD is, uh, that's the German yeah. far-right. Yeah. They're not Nazis, but far-right. They, far-right in Germany, two things you don't want to hear in the same sentence. It, it, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're not Nazi-Nazi party. Yeah. All right. They're not Nasdaq, but they're like they're up there. I mean, they're they're trying. Are they big in Bavaria? Is that? Oh yeah, that's it. Well, Bavaria is always. I mean, Bavaria is where the Nazis came came from. Right. It's always been like, oh, we have great sausage and Nazis. Bavaria and beer. I mean, beer. Beer is good. Everything evens out. I mean, Bavaria's (laughs) kind of predominant party is the is the CSU, the one that that Kevin mentioned is kind of the sister party to the CDU, which is. Mm-hmm. Merkel's party, which is the right of center one there's in some the rest of the socially country. So, especially Cat- well, yeah, religious they're, yeah, and they're more orientation. Catholic. Yeah, kind of like the uh, Northern Ireland, the DUP in Northern Ireland. They're sort of a policy wise, they're pretty close to the Tories, except for the socially, they're more. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think the immigration issue is the big sticking point between the because with the CSU and especially they're reacting a lot to their voting base, which has been, AFD's been kind of stripping some of them off. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, like today, you know, with all the stuff, like Trump tweeted today about it, and I was like, I wonder if the Germans could, I mean, if, if the CSU wanted to be, take back those votes from the AFD, they could just portray AFD with everything that's going on in the U.S. is like, well, look at Trump, do you really want that here? I mean, Well, I yeah. mean, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing better for Merkel's poll numbers than yeah. Attack tweets from Trump exactly. Like, <laughs> she loves that. Yeah. Speaking of attacking Germany, Mexico. Don't <laughs> you get me started on the cup. Talked about the World Cup, man. <laughs> well, well, I still think my favorite tweet of the day was a uh, Falklands, uh, a Twitter account called the Falklands was like, "Yeah, Argentina seems to have a lot of trouble with islands." <laughs> <laughs> That's from Venus, Venus. Uh, and, and for anyone who didn't know, uh, Argentina uh, was tied to underdog Iceland 1-1. Well, if we could sort of start to conclude on a positive note, it seems like, I mean, in soccer, the best teams are usually the most open liberal democracies. 
Um, like Iran's for, there. Well, so is Saudi. Well, so is Russia. They're, they qualify. <laughs> Russia, okay, guys. No, 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 no. They qualify, but they're not going to win. They're not successful. Russia is not yeah. a great team. They're the second. I think they're the second. Like Saudi. What? I mean, they can. Do, you can buy FIFA as much money as they want to take you, but that's not going to make you good at soccer. I mean, that's why the Chinese are not you good saw at the soccer. Saudi game, right? So. What? They beat Saudi like five five nothing? Yeah. Well yeah, I know. It's, it's still Saudi. Saudi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still remarkable yeah, they have a home field advantage. Yeah. But the systems that Which these... may or may not have <laughs> That's why Uruguay, a country of three million people, is so perennially good. They have systems to um, you know, taking players from abroad and also send their players ab- abroad. They um, you know, they have systems for identifying talent early and also picking up people that may have slipped through the cracks and are late bloomers. Instead of, I mean, you can, in, you know, the the Olympics are kind of, you know, the Chinese can just, you know, drill people to throw a discus as far as possible all day, yeah. but you can't teach creativity in those systems. Organizational That's, economies actually do better in the Olympics because of right. that. You but, can just, I mean, the East German sprinter, or the East German, you know, you can pump however many drugs through people. Ask the Russians, I don't know if they can do that anymore. That doesn't make you a good soccer player. Since we were talking about the AFD and immigration in Germany, important to note that folks of other ethnic descent, including Turks, are mm-hmm. crucial pieces of the German national team. There was a there was actually a big controversy in Germany because the Turkish German national players uh, didn't sing the national anthem, and then like. And that's been a thing, but they also, like, one of them was, like, wearing, like, an Erdogan shirt. So, like, going back to Turkey, you know. God. <laughs> yeah, the Turks in Germany, a lot of them are very pro. Are we a fishes continents? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was almost a like. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you.